testing. Darts of the magic variety. Dutty tunes, cuz. Oh, you've been in there. There's some absolutely dutty tunes, cuz. To be quiet, I can't hear the music. Sorry, mate. Um, hello and welcome to another episode of Boys Gone Wild. We're back. We're better than ever. God, we're, I'm really feeling it today. Wow. Boom. Pow. In the building, it's your favourite two boys. The boys who bring the noise. It's me. It's Andrew Cohen. Uh, there's a lot of me and there's half it's half me, half Andrew Cohen. We've had a, a big... There's been a bit... A, a week where we've done a first sketch. We haven't done a sketch for a while. And we used to make sketches all the time. We'd spend ages making them into like... Almost like art house films. And then like with the comedic angle, we'd, we'd spend six months sort of like um, working out every bit of it. And then we'd post it and like 200 people would watch it on YouTube. And that would be like, that's sick. That's the most we've got. And then we filmed a sketch... Um, last week on my phone in an afternoon the whole thing took about five hours from start to finish and it's got more views than anything we've ever made comedically put together so that was quite a humbling experience um andrew's got his week off we've been trying to make some stuff but um obviously uh andrew finds his ways to get caught up in other little mischiefs little snafus uh, how are you doing, Drew? I'm doing very well. I'm just I'm I'm trying to not let the recent success of our comedy sketch life go to my head. Yeah. Um, I find that I I find it amusing because um a lot of the uh, it's all going out under your name. Yes. Um, you know, under your Instagram. Yes. So I've got a few follows. Sure. From it. Um, yeah. on my Instagram, and they're basically greeted with photos from Sri Lanka from 2014. It's upsetting. Yeah. It's so upsetting. I think the last thing I posted on Instagram was maybe five years ago. Yeah. So I, I, I get a real sense of joy when I get someone, oh yeah, that was a good sketch. Yeah, I'll follow this, this guy, guy who did it and they're greeted with nothing. Yeah. There's no content on there. Yeah. Nothing to be seen here. Move on. Yeah. You know, you've got to keep your private life private. Yeah, I guess so. It's just like normally when you see like a sketch that's like, you know, it had lighting and it had clearly using iPhone tripod, so it looks like we're in the content game. Yeah. Um, and you assume with the other person in that sketch, no, they'll I'm have like out of the a lot game. of stuff, and then you go on it, and it's literally like Lankers it's literally 14. like one of those weird comments on like you know yeah. town local town forums. Yeah, pretty you much. Go on their profile. There's one find... of my cat and a rabbit that yeah. you killed. I yeah, think yeah. That's I remember when you posted that about six years, seven pretty years cool, ago. Man. Yeah, yeah. Good photo. Check it out. Lan- Lanka fourteen when you went to Lanka fourteen. Was it something like that? When you went to Sri Lanka. Uh, at Andrew K seven, I think it is. Yeah, follow Drew. Give me for, a like for no Give content, for absolutely nothing. Yeah. Be po- the only thing I post is um, reposting the things that you post. From, yeah, that so I'm in. Yeah, it's kind of like, but not. You don't really put much stank on it. No, no. it's like I, was, I might say link in bio mm. because apparently that's what we do mm. when we're out here. Yeah, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty bewildered. Yeah. Yeah. How come? Um, the week off, I've, I've, I seem to be doing more work in my week off than I was in my week off. Yeah. It's on. Mm. It's been hectic, um, but we're out here and we're ready to do a podcast. Is what I'm. We're saying. out here. Yeah, we're out okay. here. Okay. As in, we them boys, we okay. out. Okay. Yeah. But I've, I've spent a lot of the, I've spent a lot of this time scrolling through the comments 
of our, the videos that mm -hmm. we've, we've posted. And my favorite thing about the, the ride on time sketch. Which is yeah, on TikTok. On TikTok. Is we, so we posted at the start of it, we do 19. 90, yeah. 90. And there's been a raging debate. Over whether it's 1989 or, or 1990 in the, yeah. in the comments. And it's, you can see, because what I find terrifying about it is it's definitely, because a lot of people, uh, they'll say, there's people coming in saying it was actually 1989. You know? yeah, it probably was. Not to be pedantic, but it was. Because then they say, yeah, it was this many, it had this many weeks in the, as the number one yeah. in 1989. And yeah. I was, you know, around then. Yeah. Why have they got TikTok? Yeah. Yeah, the, it's weird. They're like 50 year olds. Yeah, I remember when that was in there. Commenting also, on our videos. Don't come in, this is not your That's space. not the point. And why don't you stay on old TikTok, which is like, you know, pictures of battleships and yeah. stuff. Like, why are you coming into like young, cool TikTok? Yeah, yeah. We're stay running in your lane. Stay in your lane. It's like, I remember when this was number one. Get out. What are you yeah. doing, you pedo? Yeah, no, pedophiles. <laughs> yeah, they're all pedos as well. All of them. Yeah, I mean, TikTok, you throw, you, you cast your net out quite far with TikTok because it's built. So it's built to make videos go viral, which, you know, on the front of it, that's great. That's more views. But then you realize, oh, but what? type of views what you, lurks you really, beneath you really get the kind of we don't want pedophile views we get well there's pedophiles and there's just the fucking deviance in society in general i mean the fact that there's a sketch there and, and everyone seems to like to talk about what the sample was yeah as if we've done something wrong yeah because as if we've made a mistake because we because we said the making of ride on time yeah they like to they like to point out that it was it was actually sampled from another song well i'd also like to point out i'm not the letter holder <laughs> <laughs> nor did Horatio make the song yeah I, hope, was, I, I, I like that they've accepted that part yeah that's all good okay yeah makes sense <laughs> but it was actually not an original piece <laughs> it was someone from another song so and there was I also got, nearly got really petty because the sketch is of Horatio has made the beat and he's playing it on my decks mm. my DJ decks so, so I saw someone comment oh yeah cool I remember a song being made on the DG, DDJ DSM2 which the is wrong. a type of decks. Yeah. And because obviously you wouldn't make a song yeah. on decks, you would mix, mix on them. Him. But he got the wrong decks. So I was really, Oof. I really wanted God, to go you in. You nearly entered the TikTok. I was honestly, I clicked, I clicked, I've never commented on anything on TikTok in my life. I nearly jumped in on that. But nearly. I thought, That's no, how Andrew, they get you. That's how they get you. Rise above. Be the bigger there's, man. There's two, it's a sort of like a sliding doors moment. Uh, where you could have made that comment, which is the way TikTok get you in, where people say annoying shit that you can't help but feel you want to yeah. join in the discourse. And there's two options. You managed to stave off, which is good, but if mm. you'd gone down there, within a month, you would be doing just the, yeah. the just the dances, the ones that doing go like five videos minutes. with my girlfriend. Yeah, it's truly awful, isn't it? Yeah, I don't. I because this is the first because having is, yeah, I've only I the only experience I have of TikTok is looking at the videos that you post of me on it. Yeah. Um, and then the when we were look when we were sitting here writing another one, I was flicking through for the just first time. It's a load of tripe. It's actual. It's nonsense because yeah. it's all underage ladies. Yeah. With their breasts out. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. All their bum. Yeah, all their bums. And it's all, there's, there's no. That, I mean, this is clearly someone who's just seen tips for the first time because this is what everyone says when they see tips yeah, for the first time. But then it's like, it's not, the content isn't, like the boobs and the bums aren't a consequence of the content. The content is a consequence of the boobs and the bums. They're writing, they're trying, yeah, well, sit on that one for a bit. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, these videos are being, are kind of angled around. How the am I going to get bum. my bum in this? Yeah. How am I going to get my boobs in this? Yeah. 
And this, this, that's all it is. And there was one <laughs> where it's like these two people on the fucking tube. Yeah. And she like sets the camera out up on the other side of the tube and then yeah. starts like miming a song and she nearly falls over and the boyfriend like catches her and then she keeps miming it and then they laugh and then they kiss. Five million. Views. Five million. It's and then but yeah. the comments like what annoys me, not necessarily about the, the high quantity of views, it's the supportive comments underneath it about how cute they are. Yeah. No, they're not. That way they're he disgusting. looks at her. He's so protective of her. Oh my God, never seen a more beautiful couple. If, if my girlfriend posted a video like that, it would be over and I would, it wouldn't be over in the sense that I would just leave. I'd start like psychologically yeah, abusing. Uh, mess- abusing her yeah. of beyond our relationship ending. So yeah. like, so that she could never move on. It would be that yeah. sort of level of punishment. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Is that if if my if 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 I was with a girl and she and we were on the tube and then hot I'm there I'm there I'm into it. <laughs> cool stay with me northern stay with line me. northern line northern line oh it's getting it's dark it's kind of like twilight yes she then walk if she then disappears one well, walks to the other side of the tube and puts a camera down and starts filming and then starts to m- mime a song to me she's getting thrown on the floor. <laughs> Well, uh, on the floor, not out on there. the floor. Okay. Well, if 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 it was by a station, <laughs> the doors open. Perfect. <laughs> okay. But if we're if we're the tube is in motion, no, because it'd be great if the doors open, you kick her out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'll be great. That'll and be. And then ma- the doors shut, and yeah. you just like give her one of these. Yeah, that'll yeah. be a great video. That would be a good video. Yeah. For sure. That yeah. Would be, sure. Be a good, no, that's a great video. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, the, I have a weirdly, I have a weird relationship with TikTok because most most people who listen to this and the way that this is all grown and like the audience, yeah. they have come from TikTok. Yeah. But and I, I know very I little hate, about TikTok. But, yeah, and like there. spending more time on it, you start to get it a bit more. But then I also think you're acclimatizing to the crock of shite. And I think the the the, the way the reason why it is so shit is it's like it is built for kids and it's mainly used by like 16, 17 year olds. Um, even though there are genuinely some funny stuff on there. It's got some like stuff that's like Vine almost. Yeah. Um, but remember when in like 2010, 2012, if you like look back at some of your Facebook statuses. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember d- my first Facebook status. What was it? <coughs> what was it? Uh, it was when the Wimbledon finals were on and Murray was in the quarterfinals. And I uh, went, Andrew Kerwin is watching Murray. Come on. <laughs> Imagine that's a TikTok. Awful. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> so like when you look, anyone looks back at those kind of yeah. ridiculous ones with the spelling mistakes and they're kind of like, um, you know, rate like for like. Remember those things, or like rate for rate. Type oh, rate thing. for rate. Yeah, you know all yeah. of that stuff that you do because you're a child. And all well, for like for likes back in the day, the only dislike people would do was don't see enough of you. Because don't they see didn't enough wanna, of you. They didn't want to like, publicly shame It doesn't shame really them. work. I like the ones where it's like, it's like someone, like, someone, you're funny. Dislike. You really smell. I think you've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> You can't really air your laundry out on Facebook. See, like you saying this, this is what's weird. Is people might not even know what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe. Because either they're too old or too young. So yeah, rate a, for rate, like for like. Do you want to explain what rate for rate is? It was when you were young and you did a Facebook status, where, probably when you were about 14, mm. maybe 13, 12, around that age. Um, and you'd uh, after school, you put a Facebook status saying like for like, and then people would like that status. And then you would ha- then have to do the, your post on their Facebook wall, your likes and dislikes about them. Mm. That was it. Yeah. So, but like, I, I would love to, no one ever did it seriously. No. And it would just be incredible. Like, can't think of anything at the moment. Not looking good though. We'll let you know if I yeah. find something. Dislike, and then it's just like five. Oh, be amazing! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because you'd get. Because I remember getting people that was like, I don't, I don't know you from Adam, but I'd still, you'd still get to do a like. Yeah. And dislike, and every time your dislike would be, yeah, don't see enough of it. Yeah, me. yeah, but it's weird when people would like that who've met you once. It's like, what do you yeah. want from me? What yeah, exactly. Want? But sorry, I think we're getting a bit too <laughs> focused on that. But what my point is is that. 
how awful we were on social media. Now give that to the medium of TikTok. Yeah. Where you're being encouraged video. to do all these things. Video. Rather than text. Yeah. And you then know. other kids sharing it. Like, I do get it. And this is the, the eternal problem with TikTok and TikTok stars. Yes, they represent the end of culture and civilization as we know it. Sure. Sure, absolutely. But absolutely. they are also... Absolutely. But they are also children, so it's not their fault. Which is like a weird... Yeah. So like Charlie D'Amelio, who's the big star, she's is got she? 100 million TikTok followers. What does she do? Uh, she dances. With a booty out. No, no not really. Yeah, yeah. She's actually like, she's a good dancer, but she, it's less... How old is she? She's like pretty, but she's not like sex. It's not like, a, her appeal isn't like sexiness. Okay, but like she's, she's got a little something something. She, yeah, she's got the, the girl next door look. Yeah, it's, okay. it's interesting to see what sort P- of... Plaid shirts and pigtails. Sort of... Um, Kind of a bit, but all of the ones who are making that kind of have an American sweetheart yeah. style about them as well. How um, old is she? She she's seventeen. Oh Christ, that's like everything um, I said back. <laughs> I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Boys gone <laughs> wild. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the, it is the thing which is like all of these people don't know that they are like the beginnings of the ground shaking for the collapse of yeah. all civilization as we know it. They have no idea. They're just dancing away. But it's weird how they are the cause of it, but also it's not their fault, yeah. which is a, yeah. a weird yeah. thing to be positioned to be on, mm. that these kids who are completely innocent, you can't blame them, blame the parents, always blame the parents. Absolutely. Uh, like I wouldn't mind taking the parents out and having a proper word with them and embarrassing them. Like have an Italian dinner with them, have three courses, and yeah. then when it gets to the main, you say, right. Right, guys. We need to talk about TikTok. What with the parents? Yeah, with the you've parents. just taken them out. And I take them out. I don't okay. even. I'll message them <laughs> on the internet, and then take them out for a discussion about TikTok. Why are you busy? Like the, the kids, like a huge star. Yeah, they probably got work and yeah, things, yeah. But, but maybe, maybe, maybe. It's always if we worth get enough a of a following, it's always worth a punt. Um, but um, the, well, I've seen because we we did another one, which is to promote the the podcast. Yeah, and it was uh, there was we discussed lesbians mm-hmm. on it. Um, so I think that just because I think the phraseology was you said we were talking you said you haven't really got any lesbian friends I said I've got half a lesbian friend you said bi doesn't count Mm. and I said no she's just not really my friend Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of discussion about you saying bi doesn't count Mm -hmm. because then there was uh, there was one like um, bi doesn't count quotation marks let's not let's not let's hate, not just that attitude makes me want to be because it doesn't I want to dialogue I want to do by erasure as soon as I see someone do yeah that. Not, I know what you, you know, mean like, I'm like I want to pretend yeah. that I don't think they're a valid identity because it doesn't <laughs> uh, exactly it doesn't open up a conversation does it uh, let's, let's not because it's not gonna, actually no you're right I won't you're unnoticed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then a lot God, of people, people did people suck so much people really do they just and then people, fucking suck we did have quite a few people flock to it being like he wasn't saying by doesn't yeah, count as a valid yeah queer identity you're saying bi doesn't count as being a fucking lesbian i think the thing that pisses me off is like clearly it's a 15 second snapshot so they don't know who we are we could be either way but it's like you'd never get the benefit of the the doubt no never it's never like i don't know enough about these people i'm going to assume that they're not biphobic that is because we're white men as well that's saying a lot go on well because it is because naturally if you're if you've been triggered by something or had the potential to be triggered mm. by something, you're going to be probably more inclined to th- to presume that we were using it in a bad context mm. if we're white guys. It's true. And I think what I've realized about it is it's like there's a lot of um, debate about free speech and wokeness and like and about like um, if it's actually progressive, it's actually having all these kind of like genuine political debates. But the, ne- the main one 
I finally realised is that politically correct people and white people, they just suck. Like that is, it's as simple as that. It's not like um, mm. it's not. It, it, you can intellectualize it. You can have a rational debate about it. But fundamentally, people who are woke or too woke, there's something about them. Even when they say something I like or I agree with, they just suck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like you hear them, and it's like you're you're. It's just lame as shit. It's like yeah. uncool. It's like sadly, that's weirdly. I think one of the main reasons I dislike it is it's just lame. Yeah, are you so? Uh, are you talking specifically about people that would like comment? Something comment, like that? just the whole culture around it, and the kind of the moral virtue, the virtue signaling, all of that. They're sometimes they're saying things that I like agree with, or they're but the way they do it, it's just uncool. Yeah, it's just a bit lame. It is lame as fuck. I know. Exactly do you know what I mean? mean? It's like, and yeah. that sometimes it's like you, you're just saying this because you're like you believe this. No, it's just it's just you're you're a vibe killer, and yeah. it's like actually lame. <laughs> a vibe killer. It's like you're. It's genuinely. It's like you're wearing a Hollister hoodie. It's like it's just like. Mm. I have nothing against hoodies or like fine, like it is or Hollister, pr- or Hollister fine, Sponsor. but it's just lame. It just sucks. Yeah, I. Do you know what I mean? I agree because it's tough because when you're saying so, yeah, I think ah, annoying. You can get me. in circles with the whole debate of like free speech. Fundamentally, woke people are just they just suck. They just are so fucking lame. Yeah, I, I think a lot of this is the interaction with comedy with it. Yeah. Because I think when it's like, when the woke conversation around comedy, it feels, it's lame as shit. Lame you know? as shit, fine comedy. When Let's just talk about it, comedy. Yeah, because I think with, you yeah. know, with other stuff, if someone's making a valid point, it's, you know, it's a bit, it can be different. Yeah. But, because my thing where I, where I would see woke culture in that way is that that comment of, uh, can we not please? Yeah. That doesn't, it's that's not. That, well, obviously, that is lame as shit, especially yeah. if you're throwing an emoji in there with like the hand. lame. But just chill out. Have a, bit, have a beer, sit down. Let's have a, like, chill out. But there is, um, ah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that as well. So like, my, my, my friend Harry Monaghan, who was on the show last week, once put it in a really funny way, which was like, political correctness is like VAR. Like, they, they might, just because they're right, they're, they're right, but they're taking the fun out of the game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's sort yeah. of what yeah. I think about political correctness. Well, we've lost yeah, a lot yes, of it is right. our, our, our lack of capacity to laugh yeah, at ourselves yeah, and others. Yeah, you're right, but it's taking the fun out of the game. Yeah. VAR... Sometimes, yeah, like you get the right decisions, but I guess you know, sometimes it's offside, got. <laughs> but is it worth it for the flow of the game? It's, well, I think you know. Sometimes we like getting a bit, a bit wrong, you know. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway, we'll keep it at that. So, yeah. what's been in the news? I've I've seen the biggest head, the, the some breaking news for yeah. all of us. There's been this fucking letter that's been circulating around, doing the rounds mm. on on social media and the news and all of that jam. Um, Boris Johnson. Mm-hmm. We all know him. Yeah, um, he um, r- r- did a post yeah. about for for some reason. Whenever I discuss news stories, I always seem to lose my capacity for speech. Yeah, you kind of lose a lot of confidence. Yeah. Me, as soon as you go, whenever into- I have to recount it, <laughs> Boris, because you you come in to the ideas session like before, and you're like, I got this thing locked and loaded. I'm, I'm gonna, and then as soon as you have to open your mouth and try and get it out, you realize how little you know. I realize all about. I know about it is what's written down, which is <laughs> Boris's letter. <laughs> So Bo- Boris Johnson did a post. People come here for the news now. I know. There's people who just get their news from here. Yeah. Um. So we have a we have a broadcast. By the way, we are a fake news podcast, and we're proudly yeah. we're proudly dedicated to disinformation, S- spreading so like, spreading nonsense and lies. Yeah. That's that's our kind of brand here. Yeah. So Boris. Anyway, back to Boris. He um did a post uh, in the last hour or so, maybe two. 
maybe three. <laughs> that could be a last year, <laughs> honestly. So he received a letter from a kid called, let's call him Mo. Fucking hell, this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> let's call him mo jesus eight christ so he posts saying received this letter from mo eight and then in the in the in the post is the picture of the letter from mo <laughs> mo is con- no i've got it now mo is concerned about santa not coming this christmas because okay. of coronavirus mm-hmm. you know is he going to be able to come because of all the social distancing mo. so boris johnson writes back saying that yeah he's spoken with you know the top health advisors and santa will be able to come maybe you know you should leave some hand sanitizer by the cookies just you know to be extra safe about it fine mo doesn't Don't exist. Say anything wrong here. mo does not <laughs> exist mo's a lie mo is boris johnson writing with his left hand and then he is then replied someone else has then replied who isn't boris johnson because it's politics Mo doesn't exist. I've seen people post sharing it going, oh, isn't that sweet? Yeah, it'll be sweet if Mo was a real human child. Who's he sharing is it? He's not a real, really distant Facebook friend. Oh, fine, okay. Yeah, you know, like the mm-hmm. like kind of the girls I'd met through uh, Amateur Dramatics when I was like sure. 12 years old. Because sure, Facebook is, the, the face because Instagram is cur- very curated. Um, and TikTok, it's kind of like more youth and less political like that. But Facebook is where you really get Anything people can post the anything. Wet, the wetties. The well, wetties are just like there's some wild like conspiracy. Just some. It's like oh, you realise someone's in a completely different paradigm to yeah. you and like a completely different world. Anyway, so Mo, um, you do well, can I on that plane? I don't know if we'll, this will make it in, but there's. I just want to say a funny thing I did on Facebook because I on. find it really funny. Yeah. If we can put it up there, it's just my mum posted this, <laughs> shared this thing, <laughs> this really long thing. If we could, we could get it up. Yeah. It, it was just like um. What do I, when my kids ask me what I want for Christmas, my answer is this. I want you. I want to hear all about your troubles. I want you to pour your heart out to me. Tell me what's making you happy. Tell me what's making you sad. All I need for Christmas is you. So come over, forget about the presents, forget about the money, because I just love you and want you to be mine. And I commented, sorry, I can't make it this year. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great one. Because like, really you're fun. quite sporadic on Facebook. I laughed for had... a hell of a long time with that by myself. <laughs> you've, had, <laughs> you've had some crackers. I think a personal favourite of mine is when um, there was the big craze uh, when we were at school of tag a mate. So it was like tag a mate who does this, tag yeah. a mate who does that. <laughs> and you did, which is a really good one. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a mate with a hot sister and you tagged yourself and <laughs> oh, no the, one else no one else yeah. so so no one else is seeing it <laughs> you might come across it on your news feed and I came across it on my news feed and it was so good it was yeah. such a great punt the tough with those kind of jokes is if because there is you can't tag anyone else exactly and, but takes... you also can't tell anyone else <laughs> I took a screenshot just for me but then you just have to leave it and see uh, if it happens or not it's so good tag tag <laughs> Second mate with a hot sister. <laughs> Tagged yourself. But it is iconic. So this letter, right. Yeah. Because you see, this happens every fucking year with politicians. What they do, they post a picture. This is virtue signaling as well. Do you know what I mean? If you're gonna do something nice for a kid, don't tell the world about it. That's not how the game works though. You know, I mean, it's pol- yeah. we're all out here hustling. Sure, yeah. I get it, Bojo. I'm in the yeah. same boat as you. I'm trying to make money. Yeah, we're well. all Bojo. Like we're all we're, out. We're here. one and the same. We're but out don't here hustling. Make up a child. He does. Mo doesn't exist. You sure? Mo does not. Hashtag Mo doesn't exist. 
Okay, we can start that. But I, I thought you'd actually know what you're talking about as opposed to conjecture. No, Mo doesn't exist. And that's just because you don't think he does. It's nonsense because they thought, shit, there's this whole thing about Christmas and coronavirus. How are we going to show that Boris has a genuine Christmas spirit? How do we show that Boris isn't the Grinch? We make up a child, we get him to write in who's concerned about the coronavirus laws that are in place. And then Boris has a chance to directly respond to the people most affected by the lack of Christmas because of coronavirus to show that he does have a Christmas soul. Mm. But what he's actually done is show to the world that he will go to no lengths for power because he'll make up a child. He'll make up an eight-year-old child. Do you think that's the worst of his crimes? I think that is the biggest (laughs) crime in British political history. (laughs) <laughs> Full stop. Do you there's going to be like a panorama kind of yeah. documentary about? Well, the there needs to be Childgate. Childgate, but yeah. Mogate. Yeah, his name's not Mo, which I, I wish I yeah, knew. Yeah, it's just you completely. Got, it's yeah. similar. It's similar, but forget colonialism, forget wars, forget the invasion so, of Iraq. All right, so you're a child, uh, and you're writing a letter to Boris Johnson. Yeah, what would it be? Or after? No, oh, you're you're now now you you've you've seen this happen. Now you're writing a letter into Boris Johnson. Dear Boris. Dear Boris. <laughs> okay, good. Dear Boris, I've seen your correspondence with Mo. <laughs> the first thing that disconcerts me about this would be that Mo doesn't exist. <laughs> me being an eight-year-old child as well <laughs> makes me feel like you don't value real children. You only value fake children that allow you to stay in power. Yours sincerely. P.S. Santa, what's that? You, you, P.S. Your response to Mo is nonsense. And I'll tell you why. For why, yeah. And I'll tell you why in my next letter. Nice. Signed, sent, gone. Nice. Dear Boris. Dear... Carrying on Are you sending them straight, straight away? So he's going to open one and then he's going, oh, another letter. And, from, it's gonna be, and it'll be shot. Yeah. You've got to make an entrance okay, into the, so into the White House. It's not the White House. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> you studied politics. <laughs> dear Boris. Carrying on from my previous correspondence. Incredible vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying on. Well, because nothing exists in politics, you know. I'm an eight-year-old child, but maybe I'm not. Maybe, maybe I don't even exist. Okay. And in a way, I don't. Um, you, you don't. I yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to send letters to Boris Johnson? Sorry. So, but, uh, so I'd say, actually, uh, dear, dear Boris, um, having read your response to Mo, um, he opens up with, dear Mo, thank you very much for your correspondence, is what he says. Yeah. And, okay, you're getting this down. Getting he says, thank you very much for your correspondence. Firstly, you're talking to an eight-year-old child. Why are you being so fucking uh, um, are you, are formal? You're going to swear, okay. Form- yeah, why are you being so fucking formal about it? Yeah. At least pretend that the child actually exists. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, well, you cannot abscond yourself from responsibility. Abscond. Abscond yourself from yeah. social responsibility about cancelling Christmas. Yeah. And in reality, you're a, you're a hypocrite, Boris. And I'll tell you why you're a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> you're a bloody hypocrite. In my next letter. In my next letter. <laughs> in my next letter. Yours, Andrew. Dear Boris. <laughs> Following on from my previous correspondence, I believe I was at the point of calling you a hypocrite because you suggest... I'm going to be Boris reading it now. You suggest in your letter to Mo that Santa will not be cancelled this year because he'll be able, still be able to come because you've spoken to the health experts that um, have said it's fine and he'll he'll still be able to deliver his presents. (laughs) (laughs) However, that goes against... All of the things you said about coronavirus. So I'm Mo, an imaginary eight-year-old child. I now have no respect for the laws of social distancing and all of the measures that we need in order to finish coronavirus. What do you respond to that? 
Um, Yours, Andrew. I'll say, dear Andrew, so... Huh? You can do a better Boris than that. <laughs> Damn that! Because oh, I don't want to do Boris axes because then yeah, it, no, just, it, it leads into... It, it just... Yeah, you don't have to. It's fine. Um, dear Andrew, respectfully, I would like to remind you that you're an eight-year-old boy and I have the entire artillery and power of the state behind me. I've vested, I'm clothed in immense power. <laughs> and I'm going to teach you a lesson right now, boy. What you will realise when you grow up, I'll let you off this time because you're an eight-year-old, is that that's not how the work, way the world works. I was like you. I was a pathetic little weasel. But now I'm in charge. So, yeah, I'm going to make up kids. And guess what? They're not going to do anything about it. Go fuck yourself. You're sincerely Boris. And then Andrew grows up. <laughs> grows up. Grows up to become... A serial killer who kills Boris Johnson. Who kills everyone called Boris. <laughs> People named... Boris. Which aren't few. Do you know many Borises? Anyway, that's the thing about the letter. It's a fake child. Yeah. I was expecting a better news story. I'm not going to lie. I was expecting something with a bit more. It's a fake child. <laughs> or even if it's not, okay, on the off, on the very slim chance that it's not a fake child. Okay. There is no way in, there is no way in fuck. <laughs> there is no way, there is no way in fuck that Boris Johnson opened that letter after having received it at Downing Street, read that letter and then responded to that letter in the letter that he sent to them. Of course, this is people. He didn't do any of that, right? Why you're, but you're getting angry as if like lots of people are- Because you can't lie. There's two things you can't lie about in politics. <laughs> There's two things you can't lie about in politics. That's yeah. Christmas and children. Is that true? Yeah, that's, that the that's what they teach you first year <laughs> in politics. politics. Introduction to politics. There's yeah. two things you can't lie about. Christmas and children, cool. Um, well, Mo is a fake. We're talking of correspondence. In we've had messages. We've had. There's been. T there's been two sort of correspondence with uh, long-time listeners of the show. There's Simon KG, um, who you're not particularly happy with. Simon KG. At the My moment. name's not Andy. Now I like. You know, it's nice that you know we have a, a dialogue with people that listen to the show. We it's can, good to we have can regular do some listeners. comments in. Why can we, Andy? Is my my question. I have never. You have, I'm sure you refer to me as both Andrew and Drew throughout yeah, the show. That's I'm pretty sure, much it. I'm sure it's happened, as everyone in my life does. But mm. for some reason, when people listen to the podcast, they happened on the radio show in um, at Warwick as well. For some reason, when people are listening to it, they feel like they can call me Andy. Mm. You can't call me Andy. I think it's because he wants. He, it feels more folksy, and they feel a connection with you. But and Andy's the obvious one to go for. Yeah, because Andy's kind of like if you're a politician, you might turn, change it to Andy Kerwin because it's this Andy, got, yeah, it's like Andy, like Andy Burnham. Burnham yeah. yeah, it's got a folksiness to yeah. it. Um, and then Ellis has been, uh, who's another long-time listener of the show, who I think is like 17, I don't know. Uh, worryingly young because it feels like um, when you have lit messages in, you're like, oh, we could be really shaping this boy's mind negatively yeah, you know it's yeah. not like a fully grown adult we're a fake news channel we're a fake news channel but i don't want him to grow up like you know telling people things he's heard on the show as if they are yeah. anything other than Did you hear that thing about pedophiles sounds like they're all right <laughs> we've been we've had him on the whole time we should be, yeah i'd love it if he's just gone back to school and at break time he's like yeah this is what i think i think we should be getting sustainably sourced sex dolls for pedophiles <laughs> it's a, the only way to deal with the problem make it legalize it it's like <laughs> prostitution or hard drugs if you leave <laughs> if you legalize it the problem goes away yeah um, god but he was messaging because i think he's it really puts things into perspective it really <laughs> what the fact that you went on a rant, rant about uh pedophiles last episode well just everything we say yeah 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 
No, it started, it started being put into perspective near the end of the last episode when I was writing it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much, they were, if they were trying to actually um, get this into law. Because this is the thing about the... I'm sorry, I'm sorry to bring up the paedophiles thing as we talked about it for like 20 minutes last episode. Rough, if you didn't see the last episode, roughly what we talked about was that maybe it, you could make ethical sex, child sex dolls for paedophiles so they can get that urge out and we could do it in a controlled manner. But who's going to campaign for that? Me. Us. Boys Gone Wild. We're going to be the people campaigning because it's... it's <laughs> BTW, bro. Well, it's kind of like... It's it's like campaigning. It's like campaigning um, for less stigma, stigma around having a small penis. Uh, yes. Because then everyone's going to think you have a small penis. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be the exact yeah. same. If you're the, yeah. the person saying... But those are the true heroes of the society. <laughs> those are the heroes. Because if you're saying... Because there might be like a fair conversation if we're talking about bozzy positivity that yeah. we need to have... Bozzy, 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 bozzy positivity. Bozzy. That was the peak of podcast professionalism. Body posi. Bozzy positivity gets a call. Put it on silent, mate. How, it is on silent. What happened there? Oh. Who is it? Diego Maradona just died. Um, what? Yeah, Diego Maradona's dead. This is breaking news. <laughs> it's breaking news. We need to react. Oh. Diego Maradona has died. Well, do you want to... We can make this show about in, in memory of Diego Maradona. Maradona. Well, we could we could put... Should we do like a montage end? of pictures of him? He's just died, Andrew. Yeah, it's not appropriate. <laughs> it's not appropriate. The poor oh, man. God. Apparently he loved cane in cocaine. Well, he did. There's a picture of him going um, to the World Cup in his private jet and he he posted it on social media but didn't realize in the background there was like kilos of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Kilos? you got to respect the guy. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Have you seen the, the documentary about him? I haven't, no. It's like it's by the people who did Amy. It's really, really oh, good. Is it? It's about his stint in Napoli, um, okay. which was like a weird stint because he went to like a like a working class city in uh, Italy with like a uh, football team that was struggling and just he was the best. Sounds like a rap. Yeah, a rap. Yeah, working class city in Italy. Working class city in Italy, dead in the middle of little Italy. Little did I know the two men didn't do diddly. Um, back to the paedophile. Back to the paedophile. Sorry. Um, but yeah, that, that's that, there's a lot of those issues that maybe it would be nice to open the dialogue about. Sorry, I actually have no idea what you're talking about now. We've we went on a tangent. I was saying that Pedophile. the, the paedophiles okay, trying sorry. to get put in the political process to get yeah. change like that, much like if you were a body po male body positivity, which is trying yeah. to get rid of the stigma around having a tiny wingle. Yeah. You don't want to be the person who starts that conversation. And that is a fundamental problem of democracy. Yeah. You know. Is that because you'd have to? Someone might come out here saying hard truths, mm. but that might not necessarily reflect well upon them, or might not be for the benefit of the rest of the society. Because mm. if you come out and say, "I think we should have ethical source child sex dolls," you're going to go on BBC Newsnight. Yeah, we're going to be sitting down. So you want uh, paedophiles to be banging children? Absolutely. Uh, oh no, that's <laughs> that's where you're All wrong. All right, Jeremy. we've run out of time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I, do, would you mind if I just? Can I just? Can I just retort to that? Okay, thank you for having me. <laughs> Adam, Andrew Cohen, child sex candidate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or if you're the person yeah. who's coming out saying like, um, there's there's too much stigma around small dicks. Yeah. You're gonna obviously you have to be someone. If I was go, if I was going on Channel Four News to talk about how ridiculous it is that we don't have a, a healthy conversation about um, the shaming of men with small wingles, I would get like a fake cock <laughs> in my trousers. Like ridiculous. Yeah. I'd wear tight jeans and I'd just have this trouser. But then would you there. run on a policy of all men should be given government granted fake penises? No, because then that that's that that. 
that breaks the that would completely derail my argument because it would yeah. say a big piss oh yeah because then you're a big not. penis is what you're after but then what would happen is a couple of years down the line you're really successful because obviously it's a very strong political campaign that you're running what's the campaign what's the campaign for destigmatizing small penis <laughs> that's the, my whole campaign yeah like the legalized weed party it's yeah, like, a sing, like a single yeah, issue single party issue, but, you start, <laughs> but you get into power but then there'll be a, there'll be a some report saying scandal Horatio Gould champion of small penises is Has revealed a massive to, schlong is revealed well <laughs> yeah over that yeah that's better I was going to say it is revealed to have uh, worn a fake, fake one, penis but it's the best in it's first like, BBC interview um, shock horror Horatio Gould uh, has a giant bastion of the small phallus <laughs> He's been pleasuring women with his giant, with his mammoth giant cock. donkey cock <laughs> since he was. And I, I, I like go into like the House of Parliament. There's just like loads of men who's like, I believed in you. Shame for shame <laughs> for shame. But you know, it's like that Megan Train Trainer song. It's all about that bass. All about that bass. No treble. You know, it's like. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah. It's like um, not all. Uh, we need to just create it so it's like all. Sizes penis matters. All penis matters. P- penis size matters. Um, did you see the photo of Megan Trainer and the kid from Spy Kids who she's going out with? Mm. So this is like one of the a great yeah. Uh, image. Yeah, he's grown up now. Is so you know the, 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 the ginger, the ginger one. Yeah, him and Megan Trainer in like trackies and like looking kind of like just dishevelled. No, um, coming out of a sex shop with two plastic bags filled <laughs> with dildos, just. Filled, like overflowing with dildos. In more dildos than anyone could ever use. Yeah, it's just like like a full on. It's like you've done your weekly shop, and it's just like you've got you've got those two that's like bags for that's life. Just filled with them. I don't know why you'd need, but this is it begs the question. It's like well, she's, she's made it clear. What? It's, it's all about that base. <laughs> it's all about that base. No treble. No treble. Wait, no so treble. it's just like you want the 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 top the top part of the cock. You don't care about the tip. It's all about the base. No, but a dildo still has a tip. Yeah, I know, but you're trying to get to the other end. I was thinking, I was thinking more dildos are the base, and treble is you know small talk. Fine, okay. I think we, know, we she, get, it's getting too convoluted. She doesn't need to go and buy cheese. Or the real bread. question is, what do you need to do with two shopping bags filled with dildos? Because like, oh it's it's almost like I can understand if you, you'd have shopping bags filled with like um, party snacks if you had loads of people coming over. Would you? Is that what you're trying to do? Orgy. With, or an, an orgy? That that could be it. Yeah, audio decorations for a, 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 like tongue, a, novelty, a tongue in cheek. A tongue event. in cheek. Um, yeah, that, those are two great answers you nailed kind of quickly. Yeah, well, I'm here. That's what I'm here. <laughs> you got those both. Yeah, because well, I only audio. speak the truth on that. I don't come out. I don't come in here to. Um, uh, um, yeah, what's the fucking word? Yeah, well, brilliant. Great. It's great to have you on the team. Actually, what's the word? You've just shown conjecture. You've just shown Conject? what you bring to the show and what you don't. Bring and what to I the take show. away. Yeah, from <laughs> take away <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> um, but because they, they could have like a swingers party where you'd have like a fruit bowl at the door mm. piled to the brim with dildos. It's like one, you have to, to enter the house, you have to put one a dildo in one orifice. <laughs> well, I guess, what, to That's show that you're fun? Yeah, to show, yeah it's, it's like, a, yeah, just to, to show that you get it. Mm. But like, would you ever consider swinging? Yes. Do you think? 100%. Go on. Swing. No, no go on then, <laughs> yeah, mate, swing. Um, <clears throat> absolutely. Absolutely. We've discussed. Well, we've discussed um, um, uh, uh, sex and love life uh, a bit before. I think I'm a. I um, would absolutely be open to the idea. 100. Yeah. Um, percent I think it's more that because I think once you do your first orgy, then it can only go uphill from there. 
I think your first orgy is your worst go. orgy. Your first is your worst. Okay. Is what in ter- in orgy terms. Yeah. Um, but because you got so I there's be there's uh, there's these things about um, a lot of orgies in London that I've heard about. You go in with like a mask kind of. Yeah, thing. it's kind of, but that's kind of like high end stuff. It's yeah, because like, it's like and every and it's all rich men there for the women. Yeah. Uh, but you have to arrive with a woman, so I think I'd be a bit of a spare part there. How do you mean? Because I wouldn't be rich nor a woman. Yeah, I guess so. So, so I'd you just be this like in. young guy in a hoodie there. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't take my hoodie off. Yeah. <laughs> just cock cock yeah. flopping about. Not because I've heard about because these I can't sort of perform under pressurized situations. Yeah. Because like I heard also at like Oxford Union, <clears throat> a lot of the elite London private schools, um, and that sort of trajectory of like Westminster, St Paul's, going into Oxford, going into politics. There is a lot of these sort of high class sex parties that it's sort of all eyes wide shut. And like there's this there's this um a society in Oxford where they like get a tent in the middle of this field out in the country, and in the in the gardens of one of their rich person's um house, there's like ambulance on site they have like a table filled with drugs that they can j- just like a drugs tent and then it's just like very classy and i i, I think i wouldn't i would kind of be into that because i think it would turn me on the aesthetics of it being like eyes wide shut that would turn me on i'm not sure i would fit i know into someone like who's a, been i know someone who's been to that oh yeah yeah it is it's, it's exactly how you describes it basically do you have any other thing to add well, no, that's just a, that's no, an no, interesting. Um, yeah. I, yeah, he we went to it. Um, he was he's a he's a gay man, yeah. and he went with this guy. Um, and he said it was a bit too much for him actually. Really, and it's someone that's quite sexually aggressively sexually liberated and open. Um, not that all gay people are. We're not saying that all gay. Just what? so you know, well, well, we, we need to with these people. Yeah, true. With the not, bloody not comments. all gay people are like sexual deviants. Yeah, some are introverted cucks. Cuck, only cuck most bitches. of them. Only most. Only most of them, like seventy five percent. But. <laughs> He, yeah, no, he said it was actually a lot and he, it was it was kind of like stressful. I think I'd be much more like a, I'd be into the more swinger kind of less class. What, the kind of, yeah, they slap it. You yeah, know, a bit, just you know. down someone's house, down the road. <laughs> you know, they're, 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 often they're serving, older. They're they're like, serving often like, like wine from a 40s. box. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, 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 party, there's party rings. There's party rings, that's <laughs> what it, party rings on the side. Someone puts him on his knob because it's funny. <laughs> and then um, I'll just dive into it, you know, just really get in the vibe of it. I think I definitely will at some point because I think I'd, I'd like the exper- I'd like to know that I could do the experience for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. I want to do it, but especially whether I can, I don't think I could. I've been married for like God knows how many years. At uh, twenty. Twenty, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, go into it. Why would you just like? I think I because I'm more inclined to uh, nowadays more open kind of relationship sure. type, type jams, and I think with. When you've been with someone that long, I mm. think part of it is that to have the respect and the love for each so other. There's a lot of trust. Exactly. And then, but then because we're swinging, it's not like you're going off and you're having your sexual things uh, externally from each other. You're experiencing it together. You're watching your wife guzzle up a big old cock. <laughs> and she's watching me guzzle up some fanny. <laughs> and that's... And that's, and that's what, love. And that's love, man. <laughs> And you can make eye contact too. Yeah, exactly. That is a Because it's like, good that cock. Is a, yeah, <laughs> nice fanny. You know it. <laughs> Not as good as last week. Not as good as yours, babe. Don't speak the mouthful, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I can... I think... No, I think you'd be great at it. And I do also think that it's a good thing to do. I do think I'd be too awkward. I, do, I just think... Uh, maybe I'd like to do it as like an experiment to try and go <laughs> past that sort of... But I just think... 
you know, mm. but that's why I say your first one is your worst one. I because I'm I'm sure like I think it's impossible for it's weird if anyone, you're not awkward. If yeah, you've gone in, and of it's course just, you're gonna be awkward. The, the, fir- the first cop flapping out, you know. <laughs> Who gonna, wants some? Come on, you love. Oh, you get first. Yeah, of course you're gonna. Of course, there's a, a level of awkwardness for your first time. But yeah. I think the joys of it come in your second, third, fourth, fiftieth time. Yeah, that's when it comes in. Yeah, venereal disease is an issue. Would you ever do like dogging? <laughs> Would I ever do do- oh, dogging? A dogging doesn't appeal. It doesn't appeal. To me. I don't see why. Yeah, I guess that's because if you can't uh, just do swing, it, do it in the house. Yeah, but if you can't, then you have to dog. Okay, so that is so dogging is literally when you drive up to a dogging spot, yeah. and then you maybe get in someone else's car and yeah. then start. But sex in a car, I've never really. Anyway, anyway, we we, we, we sex in a car. Yeah, is sex another, in a car. Another episode. Um, <laughs> but Ellis was asking uh, last week about he's he's wondering whether to go to uni or not, and wondering about. Let me, sorry, let me find out what the actual question is. I'm going to need a wee, actually. That's all right. Yeah, so Ellis asked, what's it like transitioning from A-levels to uni? How did you find it? Um, I, personally, I was, I remember being terrified about going when I was younger. As in, I was like, I was, I got homesick quite every now and again. Yeah, you used to be a homesick boy. Yeah, I did uh, when I was young. Um, And I remember uni being like, oh my God, I definitely want to do it. But fucking hell, that's going to be a daunting thing. Yeah. That got better as it got closer do you know what i mean um but it's obviously it's a terrifying thing when you first go there because i remember the weirdest thing being like having i was having like i was having like a coffee with my family and i hadn't gone to where i was staying so my my flat my first year flat and you know like in about five or ten minutes you're going to leave and then you're just going to go up to that flat they're going to leave and you're just going to kind of be there with these with Mm. these people um but i well I, i loved it in terms, I was very lucky with the, f- the people I had in my mm. kind of flat. But my advice would always be well, socially, you just got to fucking dive into it in terms of, I remember going out there, going into that kitchen and you're getting, I'm making jokes. Yeah, you're cracking them out. You're not asking for them, but you're getting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know not I mean? everyone is as, is as much of a razor sharp wit as you, Drew. Mm. It's not as, as, as much. Oh no, these weren't good jokes. <laughs> the wit was poor. <laughs> they were poorly timed yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were racist. <laughs> But that it was it was 2015. It was, 20, it was a different time. It was a different time. We didn't know racism was bad. It was 2015. <laughs> um, but I think the good thing to think of is that when you're when you're first going there, everyone is in exactly the same boat as you. Everyone is a shit scared and terrified about their future at uni. They're scared about meeting the people that are living in their flat. And once you realise that. Every you can kind of just like every it, you just there's a moment of calm that can just wash over you if you just realise that everyone's in the same boat. Let's try and we're all going to try and make it through yeah. together. I think yeah, I, I I think the same. I was, I was pre- I was I was kind of all right for the, um, the fear of you. I was pretty excited about it because it felt like the first time I'd get some sort of freedom. And I really didn't like A levels. Well, I liked the school I was at, but I, I found I thought academically I found A levels like. I still think they're the hardest thing. Did I've he ask? Done. He asked about academically as well, didn't he? Yeah, just everything. Uh, um, if your uh, A levels are hard, I think A levels are harder. A-levels so as people are, are saying, like, trust me, uni and dissertation stuff. I do think like the intensity of A levels, and also A levels are much more important. Yep. Like it's more important that you get into the right uni than if you get a good grade at that uni, really. Yeah. So like it, there's a lot more pressure on them. It's a lot much finer margins. It's a lot more defines a lot more of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, if you could basically with a with a degree, once you if you get that degree, if you're getting a two one or a first, you're mostly you're just getting that degree from that particular uni. Yeah, and it's and like in order to get that particular uni, you have to do well in your A levels. Yeah, and the people you meet is all about the uni you're at, <clears throat> not yep. the grade you got. 
Um, so I A levels. I feel for anyone doing A levels. Yeah, GCSEs. Tough. GCSEs are tough, but they also have now. They don't really matter. Yeah. They, they can set you up for being on that Oxbridge um, uh, treadmill, sure. <laughs> but in general, they don't matter that much. A levels fucking suck. So fair play. A treadmill um, implies you don't go anywhere. Sorry, it does. Yes, yeah, conveyor belt. It was quite a bleak metaphor. Yeah, conveyor belt. Yeah. I really like uni. Join as many societies as you could possibly join, I think. Well, no, it's, it's not as many as you could possibly because that would be a nightmare. Join uh, all of them. <laughs> join all of them. But join societies, I'd say. We did student radio, which I, I did find. We did find a lot of fun. And we we, like, we, made, we made more enemies than friends. Yeah, so they absolutely hated us at our student I radio. I can't imagine why. We were at Warwick Uni. Um, and we did the station called Raw, which is where Stephen Merchant started, where Simon Mayo started. It was pretty good student radio, and it was great to learn this. Um, and we'd never done anything like it before. And also, the, I love podcasts, but th- there's an element to radio. Radio is inherently a funnier medium. Like, I prefer podcasts because most radio is shite. But the content, the medium itself is much funnier. Yeah, I agree. The fact that it's live, yeah. the... Jingles, Songs, jingles, the 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 messages, messages in, in. Uh, the ads, yeah. just the the fact that it's a station yeah. as opposed to like it's and bedroom. when you're doing a podcast, there's always the low key thing in the back of your head, like if you say something obscene or mm. it's you know, or if you go down a trend that's not going too well, we can edit it. it we can edit it out. Uh, so that doesn't exist. In I it. certainly really liked, and you should listen to our student radio shows. They're all on YouTube, Gordon Cohen Radio. Uh, I really enjoyed. Um, just that whole experience and like the way we approached it was just to be as bold as we could possibly do it and we got fired from the radio station a couple of times we had like factions who were on the board of the radio who like liked us who didn't like us because we'd we'd just keep um, we're just desperately trying to push the lines as much as we can to see what we could get away with Uh, we had someone come on we invited our friends on the show and they'd tell these awful stories about like Um, sexually explicit stories we'd get complaints in Um, well these are like subjects of things like Ofcom yeah, well. it's not yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's kind of fair enough because it's genuinely illegal. Um, <laughs> but they kicked, yeah, they kicked us off. They kicked us off. And then we, and we to managed play. to negotiate it. So we came back on. Uh, we won a Raw Award the first year because it was like a good year for us. We won Best New Show. And then we and did we a... Best sp- Chat and Speech we, Show. We, we, best Chat and Speech and Show. We did, show. we did a speech at the... You did a speech. Yeah, I, did a speech. <laughs> I was a part Which of I think was fucking funny. I think it worked because I was just standing there. <laughs> I, I was powerful. I did a speech where I said, I, I thank no one. Andrew doesn't pull his weight. And I, I prefer radio student radio Nottingham, which is like the rival anyway. <laughs> And then did it. I think I might have done a mic drop. You, just nearly, like the most, you nearly did a mic drop. I could see you motion for a mic drop, and that's when I think I pulled you away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you were very drunk. I was very drunk. Uh, it's because we didn't really have any friends there. You had the a lot best of, meal of a, my life. A lot of them were losers, and I, I didn't really get on with a lot of them. So I felt we felt fine yeah. burning all those bridges. But then we never got nominated again, and it was very much an uphill and struggle. Look at us. And now look at us. We're um, doing it out of our, our, we're our doing bedroom. It out of our bedroom. We could be doing it in the big studios of BBC. Um, but yeah, I I, th- I I like uni a lot. It doesn't it doesn't work for everyone for sure. But I, th- I th- from my experience, for people who are like in my world, um, I've had a lot of people who have gone to uni found it anxious and as understandably and then dropped out and in my experience that i've noticed that has like worked out badly for quite a lot of people i do 
think it's easy when you're my one key advice is like it's easy when you're at uni because you're used to that school mindset which is like every year it's such a huge jump it feels like time is moving so quickly because every year it's just like a different world you're learning a different thing there's such a every year matters so much Mm. and at uni it's the same thing but it's easy to feel like you're running out of time um and that you know your time's being wait or like something like that I think uni's good because you'll look back on it and as soon as you leave uni, you realise how young you are and you realise how much time you have. And I do think... I And I think with that, it's like, I remember there was... So, because I did a master, so I was there for four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember in the last year, there was a bit of, I'm kind of want to get out in the real world now. Mm-hmm. And I think what uni gives you quite nicely is that desire to be in the real world. Yeah. Because you want to start breaking, because obviously there's a bit of the classic uh, phrase that there's a bubble. Mm. So there's a bubble at school, but there's also the bubble at uni. Probably yeah. way more significantly yeah. at uni than at school. Uh, which is fucking fantastic. Like, yeah. it's a, you have an amazing... You can. You have the potential to have an amazing time there yeah. as well um and then that's what's quite nice is that when that starts to wear off you know, then priorities start to shift and i think it just those at least you know those kind of three years of doing it, inhabiting that bubble being yeah. within that then gets you like really ready to go fuck it i'm gonna go in the real world now and sets you up nicely for it, i think and the people you can meet jesus christ fantastic yeah but and also i feel like the main because the problem that i find is that with the current um ideology and governments and politics of britain especially but in the west in general we're moving towards more vocational degrees like because the tories have been in so long and neoliberalism has been the kind of key ideology since the 80s basically there's been this push for by politics to get rid of any subject that doesn't seem vocational and you even by with our time at warwick there you could already feel corporate interest coming more and more into the university system and it feels like even subjects like english lit which seems like of all the humanity subjects one of the more vocational or like the, that you yep. do more with <laughs> even Writing. that is starting to like be, come under scrutiny as if you're taking a huge leap of faith by doing English literature, which is one of the key subjects. Yeah, um, it's but bi- is business is and it's that focus. It's kills. that focus on like if you go to uni, uni should be so that you can get a degree that um, gives you the skills to get paid in the future, so you can make the money back. I think the reason the for that is because of the introduction of tuition for yourself. Yeah, and the there's, debt, way, yeah, there's yeah. way more pressure on actually making making it like making it worthwhile. So it's no longer there's there's a lot less of an atmosphere of you go to uni to have your experiences to meet new people mm. to learn a subject that you're passionate about. It's because you have to pay fucking nine grand a year for it now. Is it worth my while economically? Yeah, you have to make it back, and it's also but you your... don't like this. It's a fucking not. It's weird to have this hanging over my head. The yeah. amount of debt. But so do you want to know? Do you know how much I pay back to my student, my master's loan every month? How much from my um from my salary? How much? Nine pounds. Really? Nine pounds a month to my master's degree. But the weird because I'm not making enough. But you're get it's going up though, isn't it? What is your master's? Your your it's... debt. You're getting added debt because you're not paying it back quick enough. I don't think you are. That's the thing. Is that a thing? So, I, so I this is know. how it works, which is what's mental about the debt, is they have set it up so that if you can't afford to pay it, you won't have to pay it. But what they do is um, they, they, they increase the debt with interest every year um, and they only take it away from your salary if you're earning enough to pay it. Um, and then by the age of 40 or something, they wipe it all. 
But let's say you then start earning loads of money, but you haven't earned money for the first 10 you'll years. You'll then be paying more Then back, you'll be paying like 100K. Yeah. Like something crazy. And then you've got like, a, you can get away with it, but it also implies that you'll never make decent money in your entire life. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you can not pay the debt technically and they sell it as being like, um, yeah, but if you can't, you don't have to. But it does mean that you've got this ceiling over your head where you don't need to make money. But in general... I did a film studies where I did, it was film theory. So it wasn't practical, but it was just te- like English lit, but for film. And I, I think just like, it wasn't particularly vocational, but like having subjects where you like follow things that interest you and develop yourself as a person, I think are really good to have those people um, and have that sort of school of thought. It, it's like hard to measure the value, but it has a huge immense value because I've spoke, spoken to STEM st- students. <laughs> boring it's like yeah we need them but yeah. it's like christ if we all become like that jesus we need some pizzazz i mean in terms of the workload as well if we're talking about the difference in academics we're saying that uni's a lot you know probably easier than so A-levels. much easier i mean my, much that, more that's, interesting that's as well. probably a lot different for stem yeah to be fair so, i mean to be fair a lot a lot of the stereotypes about our subjects were yeah. a little bit true when yeah. we were living with stem um, yeah yeah when they yeah you just have an incredibly high workload like you're still at school whereas yeah. with for humanities it was like <laughs> it's you, a bit more chill you can, you was like, you, you, can you can you read this please <laughs> yeah. no and then nah and then you just go to the seminar and then you just make up some stuff <laughs> no, it's a funny thing at uni how like um i love my course um but i i find it i have like adhd i could find it so hard to like focus on reading and like, I'd do so like, few oh, readings. I'd, fi- got, I'd do so... F- I've got distraction. I did so few readings. I'm not readings. legally allowed on trampolines. Oh, okay, we'll get into that another time. Have we not discussed that? We haven't discussed that. But I did so few readings. But whenever I did a reading, it would change my life. And I wouldn't... Be- and he'd always to- come in my room. <laughs> he'd burst in my room and tell me about this reading. I'll be like, I'd read one thing. And Uni be- is great. <laughs> you need to engage with your course and do what they're telling you to do because I swear to God, this one... This one article by Laura Mulvey has changed my <laughs> perception of everything. Film doesn't exist. We don't exist. And, and then, there'll be another then, five weeks before I read another one, and then I'll yeah. be like, oh, what? what? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's a, it's a, and so I, my my advice would be to engage as well. But like yeah, a, I regret not um, reading more or speaking to like. I regret like not having when you have like top lecturers who are the top in their field. I regret not using that opportunity to really speak to them pick or like their brains. pick their brain or like or like really engage the subject i wasn't great at that for sure no you've but you've always struggled with the concept of academics yeah, i'm I think. just not you're not you're not built for it i'm just not built for you're it. you're a very intelligent guy that's not built for the structure of the just can't do it i still years. shit out decent grades but it, it's it's like <laughs> it is e- shitting them out yeah, I, I do shit them out like the, every essay would i would like almost burst into tears it was so painful but i never missed a deadline so so sorry not sorry so sorry not sorry but i think i have a uh, a story uh it's a horror story go on that's i think some stories yeah let's do a ghost story you know we've had some fun yeah Uh, but let's get let's get real on this Mm -hmm. stuff me and my friend adam Mm. um it was in second year when we were in leamington spa which is where most people from warwick stay is fairly close to the to uni fun fact about warwick is it's not actually in warwick never been to warwick oh my god never been i've never been to the town of warwick I have on a Just Eat order. Really? Yeah. When you worked for Just Eat? When I worked for Just Eat. How was it? Believe the hype? Um, yep. And um, there, so it was one, it was one, uh, it was a cold winter night. I think it was the night before Halloween. 
me and Adam had gone down to our friends. Oh, That's Adam. <laughs> had gone down to our friend's house uh, for the evening to en- enjoy some light recreational drugs. Oh, yeah. Give me a key, Kaz. It was actually wee brownies. Oh. Whoa, dude, I'm blazed out of my nut. Blazed out of our nut. We then leave the house at approximately midnight. Actually, on, oh, pro- on the stroke of midnight, the church bells rang. Ding, 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 ding. That's nine o'clock. Just finish it off. Ten. Ding, ding. The church bells. Ding, are, the, the, ding, church, the church bells and levitating were faulty. <laughs> they never told the right time. We then we leave the house, high off our rocking cockers. Yeah, and we 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 walk down. There's a very basically Leamington is a very small town, but there's one really long road that is uh, goes down all the way. So it's the high street. Yeah. There's uh, it's retail shops either side, um, and that was the walk we had to do from South to North Leamington. There was mist filling the streets. It was absolutely empty. There was no one on the streets mm. whatsoever. We were having a gig or we were having a good time. We start going up the hill. So the, the, the road is slightly tilted upwards. As I say, no one in the street whatsoever. And as we walk, as we keep going up this hill, with shops either side of us, dead in night, mist fogging us over. We could hardly see. We start to make out this figure in the dist, in the, in the, in the distance. Yeah, distance. You got it. The dist, the dist, <laughs> the dist. <laughs> The mist in the distance, the pistons. Um, and we could see that this figure was actually just walking around in circles. Okay, so uh, for no reason, apparently, as mm-hmm. in, and why else would someone walk in circles? As we got closer, we, we could see that it was a quite a frail figure that was seen to be pushing something just in circles. Absolutely in circles, no, not, not deviating from that pure circular line, doing nothing else. So we're walking up, the, and as we get, as we get closer, to this figure, we see it's a woman. It's a woman pushing a pram, still in these perfect circles, not doing anything else. Me and Adam are on the same side of the road as her. We're getting closer and we're getting closer and closer. And as I get within Idis, within, as I can see, start to see- Hardly Stephen King, is it? Fucking (laughs) hell! As I get within eye distance (laughs) of the lady, her face, as we get closer, I can see, I start to see the facial features of her become more clear. And all I see is death in this lady. There's nothing else but pure death. Her eyes are black, dark, dark black. Her skin is gray. There was a cat (laughs) that ran off into the distance. And we walked past. And all I could do was focus on this lady's face because I thought I had never seen someone be honestly so reminiscent of death. And my heart was racing as we just walked past this woman. And I remember looking to Adam afterwards and going, saying, crikey, that lady looked absolutely terrible. That was terrifying. But as I turned to Adam... He had a different level of fear on his face that I wasn't experiencing. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I said, what, what? I mean, I know it was a scary face, but was it that scary? And he went, did you see what was in the pram? And I said, no, I didn't. I was focused on the lady's face. And he went, there was just two baby dolls, dolls of babies in the pram and all that woman was doing was standing on the street walking in a circle pushing a pram with two baby dolls in the pram oh my god yeah adam slept on my bed that night that's terrifying yeah it was honestly terrifying jesus yeah and then three years later i was at the cinema Mm -hmm. and i was um the cinema at leamington was a hot spot where people went to do heroin okay yeah um that's beside the point 
But then I was waiting in line for a ticket and I looked over and we were, I can't remember what film we, we were watching. Mm. Why does that matter? Um, and I looked over my shoulder and I saw, I saw a lady sitting in the corner, like on the, you know, one of those windows where you could sit down. Someone sitting on the corner, rocking a child. I then caught her eye. It was the same lady. I looked down. She was cradling a, a doll. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that is quite scary. Really creepy. And I think that, um, uh, so that was my, that was my experience with that. Because that's the thing about Leamington. Leamington has like a mystical energy to it as a place where it has this weird demographic. It's like a, in the Midlands, it's a Victorian spa town. So it's kind of like this, this, this kind of weird, doesn't really fit in with a lot of the Midlands vibe. It's like built with this kind of Victorian style with lots of these kind of gardens and the the demographics are that like middle class people, old people, homeless people, crack addicts, and students, and that which was, was so clearly defined by north and south. North and south, it was, was like cross the boundary, divide. and most of the students would be living in south. Yeah, and south was where it was the it was literally the most stark place of old, young, rich, poor I've ever seen yeah, in any town. Yeah, it was really it was a kind of wild, had a wild energy to it. Uh, and there was like a lot of these kind of weird figures who sort of rolled. There was the Grey Man of Lem. Do you remember? The no, I was man? about to bring out the Grey Man of the Grey Man Lem. of Lem. Lem. It was like a legendary figure because I was told by an older student there that he once saw a man who was completely grey. So he all his clothes. It was were the gray, stuff of legend, but his skin was grey and like. There was no one really believed him because he could have been talking out his ass. And then one other person saw the grey man and said, yes, he's completely grey. And he's co- he could not stop talking about it. And like, I just think, oh, he's wearing grey clothes. And like, I don't know why this guy keeps telling me he's seen this grey man as if it's the most amazing thing. But I get that's before I'd seen someone who was completely grey. Um, and then once, two years later... I was walking past and I just saw a man who was entirely grey. And I had to like... I had to pretend to take a photo of something just to get an image of him. And I do actually have an image of him. But I remember one of, it was either you or our friend Alfie who burst through the doors. I've seen him. He's here. He's in the park now. We need to go now. If you want to see the grandma, yeah. then you have to go now. And then everyone would run to yeah. go see him. But I was always confused whether this was someone who put great, was, was he putting like grey makeup on? And then it's like, really unca- like a it silver looks, man, you know, the silver looks, men you get in like Covent like, Garden or whatever it is. It looks like it was kind of like grey dirt almost on his face. So it wasn't his, it wasn't his, the natural yeah, quality of his skin. It wasn't like the um, those kind of street artists. It yeah. wasn't shiny or silver. It was, it like was a just dark grey. Dull, dull yeah, it's really strange. It's a fucking strange But you could have town. had a skin dis- disorder, like grey skin. You can, un- you can imagine that. So don't you feel bad about it? Not at all. That's the difference between me and you. If that story was to highlight the um, the, the darker side of uni, there is a lighter side of uni yeah. as well. Um, one of my friends um, at the same house, actually, that me and Adam had left from, um, he, another one of our friends, um, was, uh, we were in his room and uh, one of our other friends had had sex in his room the previous night. Mm. And uh, we'd had, uh, we'd had uh, a couple of brewskis before, and we were sitting in his room and he couldn't get the idea of this guy having sex in his room out of his head. Mm. He was quite upset by it. Um, and he, he thought, you know what? I can't be having this in my room. I need to mark my territory. Mm. This is not something I need to show that this room is my room and no one can use it for their follies. Mm. So he whipped out his penis and started pissing on his bed. <laughs> and me and Adam were both in awe and shock crying with laughter as we're watching our friend urinate on his own bed for the abstract reason of marking his territory on it. 
And we're both in hysterics, rolling around on the floor, crying with laughter. And Adam is trying to, me and him are wrestling at the same time because he's trying to stop him mm. because he's obviously making a terrible mistake. Mm, yeah. But I'm wrestling Adam off saying, hey, we need to let him do this. Yeah. We need to experience yeah, 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 yeah. this moment together. Um, and I, I eventually, I think I just about pulled him off because we had no strength because mm. we were laughing so much. And he, he emptied his, um, he emptied all of his uh, urine onto his bed. And then because his bed smelled of wee, he then came to my house and slept in my house that night. And then we got a call from his flatmate saying, why does your bed, why does your room smell of wee? And he said, I don't know. You never told them? Maybe this is the first time they'll find out. Jesus. I mean, it, the just not having the synapses or like the red alert reflexes to like not uh, surely that's one of the most fundamental human things it's to like piss don't piss where you sleep like stone age people don't shit where before, you eat. before they found fire animals know you don't where you sleep yeah. is not where you shit you probably that's don't like want what children <laughs> like that's one of the earliest things they learn is like I'm not gonna shit where I sleep I think because the joy of the moment was that it was obviously a joke <laughs> that I have never because I'm a big fan of commitment to jokes sure. in any way and sure. my god I've never seen a commitment to a joke like that and when I the wee that's one of the highest when the wee started just, coming out he just got it out onto his bed straight piss it is one of the most extraordinary sights of my yeah. life because it both defied evolutionary biology yeah and he fought against all of his natural all of his natural urges for the bit for the better of the for the better of human society so go to uni mm, go to uni right uh do you want to wrap the show up then yeah crikey give me some give me some hot give me some uh we talked things. about um tiktok we talked about sex parties we talked about university uh we talked about um Boris's letter. Uni. TikTok. TikTok. Boris's letter. Sex parties. Social media presents a difficult challenge to all of us nowadays, but has a particular burden on the younger of our generation. That means they're getting better in communication, yet our Prime Minister still thinks it's a legitimate thing to do to make up a child. Now, that may be wrong. That may be right. But how we understand wrong from right could well be from going to university and having experiences such as pissing on a bed or seeing a woman walking in the street wearing not wearing fuck seeing a woman walking on a seeing a woman walking around <laughs> in the street you're not getting better at it you're getting worse hey, alright we'll see you next week hey, thanks for listening hey, uh,